Hello, hello. Welcome to Dot LA Summit. This is so exciting. So glad to have you, Kevin, Miguel, Ryan, Justin, Tanya, David, Wilson, so many people, Carrie, Michael, Brett, Talia, so many amazing people on with us today on this Brands and Podcast workshop. We are so excited to empower you. I have here with me Eric Jacobson, who is the co-founder of Lemon Pie. We'll get into it in a second. You probably know me. My name is Esprit Devora. I created the We Are LA Tech podcast, the Women in Tech podcast. I've been running We Are LA Tech, a community organization for several years. And I am just so excited on how I've been able to utilize podcasts to empower the community and to really share a message um, to celebrate others. But before we get into my background and how I was able to make all my podcasts go to the top of Apple and how Eric was able to help so many amazing brands utilize podcasting for uh, to deliver results, we're going to get into a little bit of Eric's background. So Eric, go for it. Yes. Thank you, Esprit. And so excited to be here today. Uh, podcasting, we've firmly believe is one of the most underutilized channels right now. Like everybody's aware of it, but a lot of people are not participating in it yet. So hopefully at the end of the conversation today, you all will have actionable things you can take and implement, whether you have a podcast right now or you're looking to start one. So a little about me, um, as Esprit mentioned, I am the founder and CEO of a company called Lemon Pie. We produce a branded podcast for companies. We help them launch and produce and not not just to have a podcast and not just to drive listeners, but to get results, which is like revenue, impact, audience, you know, a content marketing engine, all of these things that we can get into. We've worked with brands like FreshBooks, HubSpot, Four Sigmatic. We've worked with a lot of cool brands um, and have a lot of cool case studies that we can talk about today. And we also did just recently launch a company called Hatch, which is unlimited podcast editing for companies and creators as well. So thank you again uh, and super excited to dive into some of the topics here today. And Eric and I mapped this out to make sure you'd be getting the most bang for your buck. I know we only have 30 minutes, so we wanted to make it a high value. Oh my gosh, did we really get that much value out of 30 minutes? So that's what this is going to be about. Um, also, side note, exclusively for the .LA Summit community, I put together a pro bono 15-minute call. So if you have more questions because 30 minutes is so limited, I put it in the chat. You could book a time with me for free. You can't hire me. I'm not hireable. So it's just a continuation. If you have any issue with um, that you didn't get uh, that you wanted on here, now you have a way to access uh, access my brain a little bit more. Okay, so here's what to expect. We're going to be talking about brands, the podcast, and the returns that they get. We're going to be talking about how to determine your podcast strategy and then how to execute on that strategy. We're going to be talking about the elements to think about and the questions you're asking yourself. We are going to be doing a Q&A. I'll probably do the Q&A a little bit earlier because because for me, it's really important to be interactive. And um, and then we're going to be talking about just your specific uh, cases. Sound good? And I know everybody's um, off of video right now. So just kind of give me a shout out in the chat if that sounds perfect to you. And, um, and, and then we'll get started. Okay, so Eric, talk to us about Brands the Podcast. All right, yeah. So how we look at this is right now, we firmly believe podcasting can be used at, in whatever industry you're in, whatever size of company you're in, uh, whatever vertical, whoever your customers are, it can be used to benefit their journey in either 
building the relationship to become a customer or they're already a customer and retaining them as one. And so there are companies at all levels using podcasting, brand names that you've heard of and every and they're ubiquitous and everybody knows them and also startups that are using them very effectively. So some brand names that you've heard of, Facebook, Shopify, MailChimp, um, and then some startups, like I mentioned, FreshBooks, um, HubSpot. There's a couple, a couple companies that we I can talk about with specific results like Meet Edgar, which is a social media publishing tool, um, SparkToro, Procurify. You know, all of these brands have different ROI points that they have gotten from podcasting. Um, Meet Edgar, for example, the social media scheduling tool, uh, they grew to about $5 million in revenue per year. And the CEO of that company, the founder of that company, Laura Roeder, told me that podcasting was the number one channel that her customers found out about Meet Edgar. And it's hard to quantify and, and attribute that data. And we can dive into like how to actually do that. But she got that feedback. It was the number one channel of everything that they tried. Procurify is a, is a software platform for uh, finance professionals. 30% of their partnership uh, their partnership sales channel came through their podcast. And that drives a huge amount of revenue for them. And then SparkToro is a, is a company founded by Rand Fishkin, who is the former founder of Moz. A lot of people will be familiar with him. His new company, SparkToro, uh, started about eight months ago. They have almost 200 customers. And he did a, a, a feedback survey. And like three-fourths of the customer base of SparkToro said they found out about SparkToro because of Rand doing podcasting. So um, this works. It's hard to measure. And that's where the actual opportunity lies because a lot of the, a lot of your competitors maybe are not using it right now because it is hard to measure. So we can dive into some of the tactics there, but those are some of the brands that are using it right now. Perfect. Kevin, Ryan, Justin, Tanya, David, Talia, Brett, whoever has a question, go ahead, either put your question in the chat or unmute yourself. I know sometimes it's uncomfortable to unmute, but now's the time so we could tailor this specifically to you. While we are getting the questions, Eric, let's get started. Question number one, should I have a podcast as a brand or should I focus uh, my executives on guesting on podcasts? Which one has a better ROI? both are incredibly effective and actually both play very nicely together. You can actually do both. So your customers are likely listening to podcasts right now. And so if those podcasts have guests on them, you maybe have the potential and the ability to go and get interviewed on them. And so a lot of CEOs and founders are doing that as well as building their own show. So how I would look at this is with podcast guesting, you're able to get in front of audiences that are already built. So that's the pro. They're already built. You can go through that relatively quickly. You have to, there's very, a lot of specific ways to approach that. And Esprit, you can talk <laughs> about that as well as a podcast host getting pitched a lot. But, um, but the audience is already built. That's the value. What you lose with that though, is, that, is the long-term relationship with that audience. That is what you get with your own podcast is that over time, you are building something that could be the, one of the most valuable pieces of content that your prospective buyers want to pay attention to every single week over time. It's harder to do that because you're starting from scratch, but the long-term value of that, the evergreen value of that is significant. So that's how I would look at both of those. The easier one to like get started with and test the waters with is like right. go see if you can get a couple interviews on podcasts that already exist. 
But the real long-term play, I believe, is, is having your own podcast. And as I mentioned before, for everybody just joining us, every single minute of this should be high value where you are taking notes where this is like, whoa, I can't believe I got this in 30 minutes. So on that point, um, Eric, when we're talking about we are sending our executives or us as founders are going on to be on podcasts, what are some of the call to actions that we should prepare in advance to make sure that we get the most out of investing our time in that way? Yeah. Totally. And this is important because a lot of people, if you haven't done this before um, and you're not terribly familiar with it, you might think of it as a webinar almost where it's it's a little bit more explicitly salesy potentially and like things like that. This is the podcast interviews. You being a guest on the podcast, the success of that is going to be predicated a bit by the call to action that you have, but it's going to be more so predicated on the absolute transparent and vulnerable value that you give during that interview and people connecting with you and liking you be likable. Like that's, it's hard to like give that advice, but, but that's because it's like hard to really take something with that and, and run with it. But that is the truth. Now, every single interview you do for the most part will give you a specific opportunity to have a call to action. A lot of people give too many. So one practical thing here is don't say, follow me on Twitter here, follow me on Instagram here, go like, go to this landing page, use this code. We recommend having one landing page built, just one that you drive all of your podcast traffic to. And that's it. And maybe there's a freebie there. Maybe there's another resource there. Maybe there's another uh, piece of content there that's valuable on top of what your interview was. But really have one core place to send people to because people are listening on the go. They're not listening... Right you know, with the ability to write down a million things that you say. So they ha they're going to remember your brand name and maybe one call to action. Okay. And right now we're talking about what it is to be an executive and market our brand by guesting on other shows. And in just a little bit, we're going to be talking about producing our own shows. And to answer Tanya's question, I'll be sharing my formula that I developed called the three P's and the M&Ms. Um, but before we move into that, how do we know which podcasts, we're really busy executives, how do we know which podcasts are worth our time? Because mm. what if they have a small audience? Should we still be on them anyway? Yes. Okay. Great question. And this is very important. So there's two ways you can look at this and you, you want to basically overlap them is size of the audience and then relevancy of the audience. A lot of people get hung up by trying to get on what is perceived as these like huge shows, but they actually may not be as specific to the audience you want to get in front of as you actually are looking to do. So that, that may actually have a lower engagement and, and a lower impact to your business than getting on a smaller, more, more focused show. If you sell in, if you sell to HR professionals, there's going to be very specific HR podcasts out there, for example, that probably have a fairly small in comparison audience. But if there are a hundred people listening to that show, the only reason they would ever listen to it is because they are your ideal audience member. And so we think it's like incredibly valuable to get on very specific niche shows. And the, the bigger, the better of those, but don't just focus on the numbers. And things you can look at are like social media following, how established is the brand that maybe has produced the podcast, how many iTunes reviews they have, how many episodes they have, what types of guests. It is hard to get the actual data because uh, that isn't publicly available like it is with YouTube videos and, and pages and things like that. But, um, but it is not just about 
how big the audience is. It is about the relevancy of that audience as well. And for everybody just joining, as I mentioned at the start of the session, that um, I'm not hireable, but just for the .LA Summit community, I'll do 15-minute one-on-one phone calls after this. Uh, not today, but you could book them. I put the link in the chat. So I want to move into, Eric, about brands, the podcast. The first question that everybody has, is it too late to start a podcast? Let's just get it out of the way. Great question. And how is my it, audio, by the way? Because I know I sp- I'm a energetic person. Is it good. too loud? It sounds good. Okay, Sounds perfect. good to me. Yep. Uh, so it is, it is the opposite of too late. Right now is obviously the best time to start a podcast was three years ago, four years ago, two years ago, you know, whatever. But the second best time is right now. And I truly believe in all the data that we're seeing and all the success that we're seeing with with brands that are using it right now is that we are in the first half of the first quarter of what podcasting as a marketing channel is going to be. So, you know, I sometimes equate it to like the internet in the year 2004 or something like that. Like, like that's how I would perceive podcasting right now as a channel in comparison. And the reason is, yes, there's like 1.25 million podcasts that exist. So that's like, sounds like a lot. But in comparison to YouTube channels, there's 30 million. In comparison to companies that have blogs and just blogs in general, there's hundreds of millions. In comparison to social profiles that you're competing against with on social, there's billions or like whatever. So this is actually a very, very low competitive environment right now. And so you can win just by being early still, you will lose that advantage at some point over the next five years. You won't be able to be early. You will have to be better. But right now you can win just by nature of being early and only competing with a handful of other shows in your category versus 200 other shows in your category. A hundred percent. And we have a few questions. Anybody else that has questions, feel free to ask them in the chat. You're also welcome to unmute yourself and just ask vocally. I also pulled up my personal notes right now because I want to share with you a guest hack that I have. So I'll share that at the end. There are a few different things to get really high listenership on your episodes by knowing how to find the right guests and know it's not a celebrity. And so, um, but before that, let's get into the questions. So Tanya specifically asked, what has been a key challenge to starting a podcast? And I know I'm going to get into that in just a second with my three P's and my M&M's formula, but any kind of like top of, top of uh, consciousness thoughts you could share to that? Yes. Most people, when they first think about starting a podcast, start think about the equipment, the tech they're going to use, the tools they're going to use, and spend a lot of their time on that. 80% of the time is on that. And then 20% leftover time is, what's this podcast about? Who am I going to talk to? What's the strategy? We need to flip that. So the challenge is not the tech. It's not the tools. Those are bloggable. You can put, you can go into Google and search and you'll be able to find answers to that. What is not Google, able to find on Google is what should your podcast strategy be? And we think that is the most important thing. And that is the biggest challenge. And we can talk about some strategies here um, and go through how to identify that. But that is getting that right is crucial. It sets the foundation for the success of the show. Great. Thank you. And our next question from Miguel. And after we get uh, go through the questions, and of course, feel free to ask questions in the chat, then I'll share the three P's and the M&M's. So content being the most important, how do you guys support a new podcast to gain listeners? 
So this is actually, I would reframe this as what are you looking to do in your business? Like, what is, what is the goal you have? Is it drive revenue? Is it build an audience? Is it help deliver value? It, yes, gaining listeners is a part of the ROI of a podcast, but your podcast can be so much, there's so many other ROI points of it that can be used. It can be used as a, a way to build uh, one podcast turning into 40 pieces of content for all of your other social platforms and turning into articles, turning into posts, turning into videos. And maybe those then turn into customers from those platforms. Maybe they never listened to the podcast, but they found you on the other channels that you're using the podcast content for. Maybe you can use the podcast in the sales process. So you're talking with the prospect after your sales call, you send them an episode that highlights your expertise, but they had never listened to it before. So yeah, in general, like I think we, we really like to look at it, not just from gaining listeners, but also from what's the other markers of success that this podcast can be. And then gaining listeners, like truthfully, there's a lot of, there's a lot of levers you can pull for marketing a podcast, but it's the same as how you would think about marketing your business. So whatever, whatever channels you think about marketing your business, think about it from that lens with your podcast. There's no seat, just because you have a podcast doesn't mean people are going to find it and think it's cool and whatever. You have to think of where is your audience exist online and how can you get in front of them? Whether it's newsletters, social, paid, organic, every channel that exists, it's the same thing with your business as it is with your podcast. And I, we have a few questions in the chat. Before we go to those, I want to make sure to share with you the three P's and the M&Ms. And I'm going to make sure that we answer every single question. I also want to give you my growth hack, which I have on my second screen right here, which I'm so excited to share with you. But to compliment what Eric's saying, I think the biggest mistake that podcasters make and we make as an industry is that we don't pay attention to funnels. We don't think about what is the ROI we are looking for. We're fixated on how do we become Joe Rogan and gain all these listeners rather than like, what does success actually look like to me in my ecosystem of my podcast? What are my funnels? What is the listener journey? Where do they end up? And how does that elevate my business? There's great tools such as Funnel Mappy, I don't know if you guys have heard of Funnel Mappy. There's marketplan.io. There's MindMeister for mind mapping. If you don't have a, a listener journey written out to make sure that you're getting the most out of your podcast, then it's like, why invest the time in the first place? So the first thing I'm going to start with is I'm going to show you a little example of the introduction to my podcast. We think podcasts can be many things, right? They can be talking heads, interview style. It could be story narration. It could be um, a, a, like a, a comic book or a documentary. So many things. In this, usually for a business, a podcast, uh, and Eric, please, you know, uh, you know, think differently than me if you think so, um, is usually interview style. Eric, would you think mm -hmm. that a business podcast yeah. is usually interview style? Yes. Yeah. Most people start there. Yep. And I know that a base camp did a little bit more um, sound design than, but you don't have to. Do you, do, Eric, do you feel like you have to do sound design for no. a successful, okay, as no. a business? So this is just podcasting versus. So I'm going to show you a podcast is an experience. So I want to show you an example of how you create an experience for your podcast. So you think you could show up like this and you're just talking, or you could show up like this. Are you guys ready? Watch your earbuds. I'm going to step away because I get loud. <laughs> but here's how I introduce the podcast. I'm going to share with you why I started this way, like what I'm inspired by and 
how you could think about it when you're creating the experience for your podcast. So you, what you want to be thinking about again is what experiences, what, what experience are you creating through your content? Are you guys ready? All right. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA tech companies and talent. So excited to connect you to our next guest. Welcome, Eric. <laughs> Probably blew out your eardrops. Sorry, didn't turn out my game. But you guys get the idea, right? And you have to like really make sure. Hi, Rob. So amazing having you here. Um, uh, you have to make sure to check things like gain and all that. And it does get harder when you're doing it remote, which will give you the tools, how to do a remote the best. I'll just throw it out there right now. Squadcast is one of the best tools to um, have high quality remote recording. Uh, we, Eric has amazing Zoom hacks on how to get higher quality <laughs> audio recording there. But the idea is you're creating an experience, right? And so like, think about that. So I'm gonna talk to you about my three Ps and my M&Ms and, and then we're gonna go back to the questions. And so I'm so, so hyped. Okay, and then I'm gonna get to the, the growth hacks for guests. We got everything going, everything possible. Take your notes all over the place. Three Ps and the M&Ms. I believe that new podcasters formulize their podcast in the wrong order. Most people start with production or they think about listenership with just marketing. I think it is really, really important to think about purpose. Purpose first. The first piece starts for purpose. Why does your podcast exist? And the trifecta of value. Why does it exist for your guest? Why does it exist for you? And why does it exist for your listener? So there has to be that triangle of purpose, right? After you have your purpose, then and in that purpose, is you're thinking about the experience, right? Now, I just shared with you, like, what inspired me to create my intro like that. I'm inspired by the WWF wrestling, or now WWE, by Steven Tyler on stage, like, with his mic. And you guys don't know, but I'm not wearing shoes because I'm inspired by um, this speaker that used to be on stage really charismatic without shoes, right? And so I take these three inspirations that I had and I'm creating an experience. A podcast is a performance at the end of the day. You're thinking about your listeners experiencing you, you're experiencing them, your guest is experiencing, everybody's experiencing one another. So how are you architecting the world of your podcast? Are there events related to your podcast? Are there stickers? Is there merchandise, right? What is related to the world of your podcast, right? Then moving in, purpose, process. Next one is process. How do you get this done? What resources do you have? What people do you have? What budget do you have? You think about once you know your purpose, then you know what it's really going to need in order to facilitate that purpose, right? So the next step is where you think about process. Then after process, and you guys, this is like crazy condensed, right? So if you have more questions, feel free to take me up on the one-on-one -on -one call. I'm happy to explain further. The third one is production. See, you're getting to production pretty much like last before the M&Ms, which I'll get to you what the sweet candy is in a second. Like production is what mic you get. Now the mic you get is in relation to the purpose. Like now you know from your purpose and your process, if you're doing it in studio, out of studio, if you're doing it, uh, if you have a guest, if you don't have a guest, a solo show versus a, a show with guests, how many guests, all these things all affect your production, what kind of equipment you'll get, what system you'll use, right? So like I said, Squadcast is great for remote recording. I'm using the G-Track G-Track Pro Samsung. What mic are you using, Eric? I, I have the Shure SM7B. Right? So yep. like... It all depends on your uh, on what your purpose is, then your process. 
Marketing and monetization are the M&Ms. Only after purpose, process, production do you do marketing. And marketing is like, how do you get the word out? And uh, you're doing like different hacks. You're doing different, what I call experiments. I don't like to call marketing marketing. I like to call them experiments. And then you think about monetization. And that's some people don't need to think about monetization. Monetization could be customers, it could be uh, it could be sponsors, it could be affiliates, it could be lead gen, but you need to think about it in that order in order to have a really amazing foundation to the success of your podcast. I know that was a lot of information crammed in. So again, if you have any questions, it's just unfortunately not enough time right around here, but take me up on the link that I put in the chat to book a pro bono one-on-one call exclusively for the .LA Summit. So I'm going to go through, Eric, do you have any questions before I resume with the questions in the chat? No, that was great. Spot on. I loved it. Perfect. Okay. So Miguel, um, let us know that we answered your question well, and if that really helps and any follow-up questions that you may have. Joel has a couple questions. Is there a particular social media platform you recommend for building your audience? And then second question, how do you monetize your podcast? No, we'll do one at a time. Social media platform uh, you recommend for building your audience? Here's what I would say. for B, If you're in B2B, I would take your podcast, I would do what we're doing right now. I would film yourself while you're recording with your guest and I would chop those into five to eight minute, I'm sorry, five to eight clips, each like one to two minutes and put it on LinkedIn. So your LinkedIn page should have you talking for one minute and or your guests, but primarily you because your LinkedIn page, people are following you to listen to you. LinkedIn is fantastic right now for B2B. And it's a great way to drive your podcast. And then for, for direct to consumer, you can do that as well. But uh, Instagram and Twitter, I would see being a little bit better for that. And social media related things, headliner app, amazing tool to create trailers, headliner app. I also love Puebler for social media scheduling. Of course, there's Hootsuite. A lot of brands use Social Sprout. There's so many different options out there. You really need to choose the one that's best for you. I really like headliner and Puebler. Um, Joel's next question is, how do you monetize your podcast views, meaning what streams of income can you make? So there's affiliate. I mentioned this a little bit before. There's affiliate where you get commission off of somebody's somebody else's product. There's selling your own product. There's merchandise. There's, uh, there's lead gen to client services like consultation. And there's sponsorship and there's um, ad. There's two types of advertising. There's flat rate seasonal advertising and then there's per listener advertising. So it just depends, Eric, anymore. I'm going fast because we only have, I think we have five minutes left. Anything else no, that comes to mind those, for you? Those are all great. I would say when you're just starting out, unless you want to become a professional podcaster and like podcasting being its own micro business for you, I personally, for businesses and for brands, I wouldn't think about sponsorships or advertising revenue as like a focal point for you. It might be a cherry on top, but I would really focus on building a podcast that can drive awareness and revenue for your company, not for the podcast being a revenue generator on its own through advertising. And so to your point, Esprit, that's like your own products, your own services. Maybe you have ad spots for your own products and services during your podcast, or maybe the guests you have on your show become customers, or you use the podcast strategically to grow your customers. But uh, you have to grow a, a pretty decently large following and listenership for advertising revenue to start becoming meaningful. So I just wanted to mention that. 
Perfect. And then we have another question from Tanya. Um, what paid, owned, earned, and shared media do you tend to use and what is most effective? Well, here, I mean, with a podcast, so a podcast is your own. So that's owned media. Um, earned is what we talked about a little bit earlier with podcast tours. So this being you, a guest on other shows. And then paid would be your company paying to sponsor other podcasts. We could talk for an hour on the difference and the strategies behind each of those. They all are incredibly effective. I will quickly say owned is, in my opinion, like the 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 premier option out of all of them, but it is it is a longer road, but it would, in my opinion, outperform the rest um, over the long run. With earned, you're going to get deep like resonance with a 30-minute interview with, with customers you potentially want to get in front of. The downside with that is there may be some shows you just would never be able to be a guest on. You're not the right fit. It, you don't have the background or you don't have the credentials or they, they just would never interview. Then the only way to get in front of that audience would be to do paid. And so that's when you would try and sponsor their show. Perfect. And we have a few more questions. I believe we have three more minutes. As I mentioned, since we're so short on time, uh, I'm not hireable, but I will do pro bono one-on-one calls exclusively for the .LA Summit community. So that's in the chat. Um, so Je Justin, I hope, is it Justine or Justin? I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, let's see. Uh, they, da, da, da. What structure... How do you determine what structure you want to settle on for your podcast? For example, some podcasts I listen to run in seasons and some go all year round. Also, I've considered starting a podcast, but where do you recommend listing it initially for someone starting out? So Justine or Justin, oh, I wish I knew. Um, so I produce 24 episodes a month. Uh, I've produced over 700 podcast episodes. I, I do all of my ongoing. I don't believe in taking breaks because it does uh, affect the algorithm them, but I do do what I call like re reruns, like kind of like a TV show, which actually elevates the audience as well. I mean, elevates the previous guests as well as people, you know, won't necessarily go back to listen to an old episode. So I think that's a really great way to do it. Um, Eric, when do you recommend when to go seasonal? I would go seasonal if you are going to be doing something brave, with your like and bold and unique that like has never been done before. And you have to go, you have to go spend three, four, five, six months creating it. And then think of it like a Netflix show almost. So it's a storytelling narrative style podcast that maybe you're covering one company for 10 episodes or you're going deep on something. That's when I would do it. Otherwise, I really believe in the ongoing um, ongoing approach because you're going to build up like consistency really matters. And so building yeah. up an audience over time is hard to do if you're taking breaks. And asking where uh, where to initially start out, I would write you have to start with a host. So a couple of hosts I recommend are Simplecast and Transistor. Um, Tra Justin Jackson, who's the co-founder of Transistor, is phenomenal at podcast education. I highly recommend going to Twitter, following Justin Jackson on Twitter um, for podcast education. It's really great. And Savash, we'll, we'll get to your question in a second. But as I promised, I have Savash. I have... 
Tawana, oh, Tawana, I added the link to the chat so you could see it there. So we'll get to your question in just a second, but I promised you some hacks on guests. So I want to make sure to deliver. So a couple hacks there. So if you find someone in social, which isn't like a crazy thing, we all know social audiences have, um, like social influencers have uh, really uh, a large audiences, right? Like it's great to work with social influencers, but how do we know the right ones to work with? We want to check their engagement. It's who has the highest engagement. Typically you're looking for over 5%, over 8% is phenomenal. And so it's not so much the person that has a million followers. It could be the person that has 2000 followers, but if they have something like 50% engagement, like their audience is interacting with them, a really high engagement, that makes it like a no-brainer that it's highly likely that your guest, your episode will get a lot more listenership if you have them on as a guest, right? So if you have a customer base, if you do your research to find out which ones of your customers have the highest engaged audiences, they don't have to be traditional influencers, have those customers featured on your show and those particular episodes are going to draw in a higher audience. So these are the tools I have out on my personal thing, what to look for in uh, engagement calculators. Do you guys want this? Wait, I want to know if you actually want the engagement calculators, write it in the chat. If you want the engagement calculators, because if you don't want it, I don't have to say it, just saying. (laughs) So if I don't see anything in the chat, maybe I won't, maybe that I'll just leave it at that. Check for high engagement. I won't give you the, won't give you the little extra spice. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave a cliffhanger and I'll see if we get in the chat, but we'll go back to Savash's um, questions first. So Savash asked, are you selling older audiences warming up to podcasts? Curious as to how effective a podcast would be for a startup in an industry like construction where most customers are 40 plus years old. That's a great question. It's a great question. And I love it because I actually think a podcast for an industry in construction where it's going to be B2B primarily, I'm assuming, I don't know the details of the company. I think this could be one of the top revenue generating activities you could do. And it's uh, it's less about building up the listenership and it's more about having a tool to connect and build relationships with folks in that industry and becoming the go-to place where your customers want to learn from each other over time with. And so you could you could drive millions of dollars of revenue from a podcast in the construction industry with 100 listeners per episode or 50 listeners per episode, like literally millions of dollars. So, um, and yes, I, I think with just like with all, all social platforms, all new technology, it starts when it starts out, it skews a little bit younger. And then over time, all generations, all age populations adopt it. And so the 40 plus year old age bracket, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but yes, there are a lot of, of folks. I mean, my mom is in her early seventies and she's listening to podcasts every day. So it's, it's definitely happening. It's easy. It's you, it's becoming more ubiquitous every single day with AirPods and car technology and things like that. Eric, I have our last question. I got the single that we're just about to wrap up. So, um, oh, just in, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so glad to have the right pronunciation. And Joel, I'm so glad that this has been a wealth of information for you. Like I said, if you have questions after this, just let me know, Uh, grab a time, the links in the chat. So Savash's last question, what type of time commitment? Oh, great question. On a weekly basis, Mm. can a first time podcasters expect if aiming to put out one episode per week? So my advice here is to, as much as possible, batch. 
if you can. Um, but you're looking at for one episode, if you're going to do 30 to 60 minute episodes and you're going to DIY most of it yourself, I would allocate five hours, you know, once you get going. I mean, the launch period is going to require a little bit more, obviously, but you know, five-ish hours per week for you to record an interview and and do some marketing around it and all that other stuff, five to 10 hours, I think is a very fair assessment. The hack though, is to stack guests as much as possible. So Thursday afternoons between 1 and 5 p.m., you record two or three episodes or, or more if you can handle it, you know, depending on how many you can handle. That way, ideally in one day, you've recorded two or three or four weeks worth of content right there. Amazing. And as promised, engagement calculator. I love People Map. So check out People Map. People Map is great. Um, it's been an amazing way to find really a great percentage on the guests. Uh, that is just, and there's so many more. You just want to make sure to be checking their engagement, not so much a follower count, but engagement. And that is really going to boot. I mean, significant. I mean, you'll go from hundreds to absolute thousands with a brand new podcast if you are paying attention to their engagement on social. Um, so to connect with me further at Esprit Devora at We Are LA Tech on all social. So, so just excited to empower you to be able to form this relationship with podcasting how I have. You could also email me Esprit at WeAreLATech.com. That's Esprit at WeAreLATech.com. I'll put it in the chat so it's easy for everybody. Um, how about you, Eric? Yeah, I'll put my email in the chat as well. And I really want to encourage everyone that like you, you can get started on this right now and it doesn't have to be perfect right away. You can iterate on your podcast over time, make improvements on it, but getting started will be the advantage that will be the advantage that you want with this. So I, I promise you, you can do it. I'm excited for you all. If anybody wants to chat with me further as well, uh, my email's in the chat there, but really glad to have done this and it was a ton of fun. Thank you so much everyone for being part of the .LA Summit. <laughs> Enjoy the following sessions. Thank you, Max, Annie, everybody. This has been incredible.